welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host. Kevin Paneskis. Hello and welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This episode is a recording of a keynote delivered to a group of people that I mentor via Zoom. I'll be introducing the speaker during the recording. Enjoy. To introduce Mark then, he is Mark Simpson of Boostly and he has uh, multiple different enterprises, but Boostly, you know, correct me, well, Mark will correct me if I'm wrong uh, very, very shortly, but uh, website creation and, and hosting websites and focusing on the hospitality business and making websites that are fit for purpose in order to attract bookings and attract clients. That's what we're all in business for. And host of their hospitality community as well. So, Expert in marketing, direct marketing, which ultimately is all about getting bookings in outside of the OTA so we can all make a lot more money out of service accommodation. So I'm not going to uh, steal Mark Sunder any further. I'm going to introduce Mark up. He's going to do his talk and then it's over to Q&A. So whilst Mark is, is doing his uh, short presentation, please get some questions ready. Um, I will... Uh, Put this out as a, a podcast episode as well, okay? So, uh, but that, that's fine. Just ask your questions, whatever questions you have got. This is your one-to-one with Mark in order to uh, to get the most out of his time. So, over to you, Mark. Yeah, no, thank you. And it's I, I love doing little masterminds and, and like close groups like this because it really is a great chance for anybody in here who wants to ask questions. I can really delve in and do some pretty decent one-on-one work, even though we're in a, we're in a small group. So my background and, and, um, and like Cara alluded to it, I'm from Scarborough. So Scarborough and where Whitby is and, and the Yorkshire coast, it's a fun fact. It's the second most visited place in the United Kingdom outside of London. And not a lot of you will know that, but it is true. The reason being is it is one of the first ever seaside tourist locations in the UK, way back when, when Scarborough used to very cleverly market that it had healing waters for the, for the plague. <laughs> and uh, obviously false. But as Yorkshire, and we love to spin a true every now and again. So basically, I, I grew up in Scarborough, and as Cara knows, and as anybody who's ever been to Scarborough or Whitby knows, every one in three houses is either a bed and breakfast or a rental accommodation. And I was born on a on a two hundred acre farm called the Granary, uh, the Granary Farmstay. So um, I'm thirty seven, born in nineteen eighty three, and in nineteen ninety, my parents uh, flipped a two hundred acre farm that was massively affected by the foot and mouth crisis. And they had the foresight to change a barn into these four little rooms for a bed and breakfast. So I'm seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 growing up in this. And, and it, it was really, really popular. We had people coming from, from all over. And back then in the 1990s, there was no booking.com. There was no Airbnb. There was no Facebook or anything like that. They literally marketed it on newspapers and, and, and magazines and, and, and word of mouth. And as 
it got more and more popular. They decided to go even more in on, on the hospitality. This is before the whole farm stay thing was really popular. Now you can literally find websites and all the things you've got on Instagram, farm stay is really popular. But they were one of the first to move way, way back when. And so they knocked down another barn and turned that into another 10 rooms, bed and breakfast. So it was 14. And then they added on the tea rooms. And then they did evening meals and restaurants. So it, it grew and grew and grew. And, and I'm, a, I'm a teenager now. I'm, I'm getting my pocket money, doing all the things, changing rooms, doing bunk beds, serving on breakfast before going off to school and whatnot. But as any other teenager in my village, there's only like five of us in the, in the whole village. We, did, we wanted to do one thing, and that was escape. And my passion's football. I'm a massive Liverpool fan. And I, I wanted to be a footballer, but there's one problem. I'm shit at football. So I wasn't very good. But then uh, I, I was quite good at coaching. So I got all the badges. I got my FA, UEFA badges, and got to 2021. And then I got an opportunity to go out to America. So for six, seven years, I was going out to America, got my H1 visa, five months there, seven months back here. And uh, I absolutely loved it. Amazing time. And I got the travel bug. So then um, at the age of 22, um, my so age of 23, 24, 25, my buddy was coming out of uni and he wanted to start traveling. So um, I went traveling with him, one way ticket to Bangkok. And we just did all the things for two years. Finally came back to England in 2009 and we were in Scarborough, back in Scarborough. And we were just had that sort of chat in, in, in the Weatherspoons pub of what we're going to do next. And Scarborough was way too small. So we jumped on a train proper got down to London and, and, I, and that's where I fell into sort of sales and marketing and it was the marketing side which I really really fell in love with it was my new passion so I was at um, Quipe I don't know if you've ever heard of Quipe it's now Yelp the big review site that bought them out and I was doing their social media I was looking at the review sites and Google and all of the things so that's where I really started to cut my teeth into into, into all of that side and at the same time I'm still helping my parents out so this is like getting into 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. And they've been running the business for about 25 years. And they were still doing the pen and paper. They didn't have a PMS or any fancy software. Like I had the pen and paper, Tipex. I'm like, mom, dad, what, what are you doing? So they really needed help getting online. You know, typical Yorkshire stubborn farmer, Carol will nod ahead and go, yeah, I totally get that. But I just really didn't want to like get online. So they asked me, and it was, I'm, I'm at a wife and my, my eldest child, Alfie, he was two at the time. He's, he's now he's now eight. And um, they asked us to move back in, to the farm to help him full time. And, you know, we, we, we jumped at the chance. Like for having Alfie to grow up on the farm was like a dream. And um, all that I did, my, my main job was to help them get online. So it, it, was, it was really successful. These 14 bedrooms was, was, was really popular. We had people coming from all over. It was great, but all the word of mine, word of mouth was offline. So my job was to get that online. So we set up the Facebook. We um, set up TripAdvisor. We set up on, on all the OTAs. We, we did all of the things, basically. And then within 18 months, by simply putting the practice that I learned down in London at Yelp into the business, we had turned it into the top three business on TripAdvisor. We were the most followed um, Facebook page in, in, in the area. And all of our bookings was coming direct. It was, it was, a, it was all of them, like say 80% of them was coming direct. And then there was a small smattering coming in from the OTAs. And now we're getting into 2016 now. And um, I started to go to local tourism meetings and 
the the reason why I started Boostly was I was in these local tourism meetings with with other bed and breakfast owners, with people who've got rental cottages, people who are um, uh, doing doing little bits and bobs here and there, and they were all griping at the fact that Booking.com and Expedia were were basically damaging their business. They, were, they kept complaining about how all their bookings were coming through there and you know they were struggling because they were paying high commission rates. And, and I just asked them what they were doing to get their own bookings, like what marketing tactics were they doing? And they just looked at me pretty much like all the expressions that you're looking at me now. And um, I said, well, why don't I do this? One night after evening meal, come up to the farm and I'll show you sort of three or four or five tips on what you can do right now to get your own bookings. So you don't have to rely on these OTAs. And, and like five people put their hand up. And they were the first five people that I ever taught. And um, I loved it. it. It was great. And sort of a light bulb moment went off and, and I went and had a look online to see who was helping um, hospitality owners in the area. And there was nobody. The, the local council was doing nothing. It was it was it was crazy. So I I created like like Kevin said the hospitality community, and it was just for Scarborough and Whitby people. You know I, I was adamant it was just going to be local people where people would come on, ask questions, report dodgy guests, and all those sort of things. But word of mouth spread, and before we knew it, um, like we've got Chris here who's, who's down in York. People from York started to join, and then Newcastle, and then people from Scotland and Northern Ireland, and and now we've got people four years down the line, five years nearly down the line, we've got over 5,000 members. We've got people from all over the world. And um, at the start of last year, there's somebody who came into the group and asked me a specific question. And they, they said something that now I've jumped fully into this rabbit hole. And I didn't have a clue what they're talking about. They said serviced accommodation. Like, what the hell are you talking about service accommodation? And they, they sort of explain that they go go to a landlord and they'll take on their, their property and they'll get people in from booking.com and Airbnb. And, and, and I was saying, all right, sound. And he was like, well, the problem is, is that all I've got is bookings on Airbnb and booking.com and they, I'm spending tons in commission costs. And so I showed him a few things and it worked. And then that led me down this, this massive rabbit hole, which has got me right here. So I am here to basically help you with any questions that you may have. Now, I, thank you so much for that intro of everybody. It's good to know that we've got a nice little mix of people that are looking to get started. And there's people that have got a couple of properties, been doing it for four months, a year, you know, like Becca down in, in Cardiff and Karen and everybody. So the advice that I can give can work for everybody, whether you're just about to get started and, and you're thinking, well, what do I need to do to actually start going to the people that are already going and need to get some, some tips specifically now on how to get bookings during a lockdown, because I guarantee some of you may be thinking, Oh Christ, what, what are we going to do to actually get a book in here? So I can, you can literally ask any question that you want. And right now, if there's any questions that are coming into your mind for your business right now, just type it in the chat box just type away because what I'll do is I'll go through one-on-one, -on -one, every single one of you, as many as questions as you want. You've got me for as long as you need. And I know we said an hour, but if we need to, I'm more than happy to, to, to go over if everybody wants me to. So literally any question that you may have when it comes to websites, Google, Facebook, email marketing, branding, you name it. I can answer any, any question because over the last four, five years, I've now got over a thousand clients. Like Kevin said, we started up Boostly Website Design because in 2018, one of the members of the hospitality community posted in the group saying, 
listen, I need some help. I can't get logged into my website. So we, we, we did a bit of digging and we found out that the website designer that she hired, the reason why he couldn't get her into the website is because he was in prison. So I was like, well, hang on a second. Let's sort some out because this is just ridiculous. And I, I started Boosted Website Design because website designers, and I, and I know a lot of website designers, so I can say this, they're power hungry and they've got massive egos and they don't know what they're talking about. So I got started doing Boosted Website Design and it, and it works really well because we've got a tried and tested template that works for any hospitality business, whether it is a hotel, a guest house, SA, if you want to try and get in front of estate agents or anything like that. So we, we started that two years ago and we're now the market leaders for, for website design and hospitality all over the world. So if you've got a website question, ask away. If you've got a Facebook question, ask away. And don't be shy. This chat box is here for a reason. I don't, and I, I don't know, like it's 2021. We all know Zoom now. We've been doing pub quizzes. We've been doing karaoke on this thing. So you should all know where the chat box is. So if you just look down, don't write on pens what or we'll, paper. What we'll do, Mark, what we'll do, Mark, is, is people... Just, they can just put their hand up and I will introduce them and they can just ask ask questions that I'll way. So no, no need to, to type your questions in. For those of you already typed, um, that, sorry about that, but we'll just we'll just keep it uh, um, as, a, as a chat, as a one-to-one -one chat. So whoever That's wants right. to ask their question first, um, we'll just do it. You can just raise raise your hands visually because uh, we, can, we can do it that way. Okay, so Sharon is first. And I'm so glad Caroline. that we went, Sharon, because I was just about to pick on people. So go on, Sharon. Caroline, will well, keep, uh, keep the order. Go for it, Sharon. It, 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 it's only because I'm starting out and, um, and I need all the advice I can get. So um, I am currently looking at taking on my first essay unit and looking at channel managers. So there's lots of different points of view on those. But I'm also a marketeer by kind of day job. So um, I'm wondering from your point of view, looking at it from a marketing perspective, is there any of the channel managers which would work better for um, marketing systems integration than others? I, I like this. So you've got a marketing background. So let's delve into this a little bit. So what do you, like, what, what is your speciality? Like what, what, what's, what's your passion? What do you love doing? Like with, with, um, with well, I'm, I, um, I do, I write marketing strategies for businesses. Um, I, I, then help them implement them. Um, my background is in retail and hospitality um, and very much I'm a product marketeer by training and um, have an MBA in marketing. So I know a little bit about it, um, but um, I've recently sort of started to re-educate myself in the digital space because I need to get up to speed with that better yeah. uh, than I am. So when you're... I think the way your sort of mind is going and you're talking about integrating, what are you, what, what are you talking about here? Are you talking about CRMs? Are you talking about these fancy? Yeah, yeah, you are. You're talking about these fancy things. Right. So um, the first thing that I will say is that you're in a very fortunate position because your mind is already thinking CRM, you're thinking active campaign, you're thinking Infusionsoft, you're thinking about linking it all together and sending active. Yeah. Brilliant. The, the downfall, a slight downfall, is that there are 300, maybe 400, 1,000 channel managers, PMSs out there. You can talk and you can go into any of these Facebook groups and you can ask the question, and I see it all the time, it's which PMS should I go for? And you can speak to five people, you'll get five different answers because there are literally 
everyone everywhere. I mean, um, the, I tried to do a blog on the Boostly website, boostly.co.uk forward slash PMS. And I tried to review a hundred and somebody came back to me saying, well, what about X or Y or Z? It's literally impossible. But because of what you want to do, because you're thinking next, next level, there are a few that I would definitely check out. Number one is Beds24. Beds24. What you want to do is you want to find someone like Beds24, like Booking Factory. What you want to find is one that's got, and I'm going to say some technical, which most of you can just ignore and just go, whatever, but it's got an open API because what you want it to do is you want it to integrate with Zapier to then go into Infusionsoft. And like I say, most of you ignore what I just said, but this is just for Sharon here, right? Yeah, okay, so, because yeah. what, what you want it to do and what you want it to achieve is that the main thing is, is that you want rules set up. So when a booking comes in on, say, Beds24, say you go with there, then you want it to kick into your CRM. And also as well, all the other fancy things. So it's when a birthday comes up, there's an automated email that drops in to yeah. say, Mark, happy birthday, da 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 So, yeah, I would look at Beds24, uh, the booking factory, and um, I would start there. To be honest, most of them do the same thing. Um, but I would definitely start with uh, with them too. But that that's lovely. You'll 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 have no problem marketing it if you if you design marketing strategies for businesses. But tell tell me a little bit. Are, are you the one that's in uh, Western Ireland, Northern Ireland? Is that yes, right? Yes, Northern Ireland. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. I can I, I can tell by the accent. But um, but basically, I I think and and you're talking about um, more tourism. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, lovely. So um, how far off do you think you are from um, having it open so we can start getting guests in? Uh, probably um, uh, the, the unit I have in, I have in mind, um, it could be, unfortunately, it's had a roof leak. So <laughs> it needs some work doing to it now before I can kind of yeah. dress it and get it going. So it could be sort of six weeks to two months. Okay. Well, which is which is fine. It's not like many tourists are traveling at the moment, so no. uh, so you've got you've you've got time. Um, so what I would start doing though, and I would hundred percent start doing this now, is I would start spreading the word. I mean, you know how to market your business, but I would start now. I'd, I'd start putting posts out on Facebook groups. I would start putting the word out. Start building your email list. I would start doing all of those things, because as as anybody in here who has ever launched anything, you know, Kevin, like Stephen, anybody's ever launched anything, you never launch cold. You always build up to it. You know what I mean? So I would definitely like right now I'm writing a book, right? I'm writing a book and it's going to be released in November, but I'm talking about it now because when it is launched, then literally people are there on the day trying to buy it. You know what I mean? And it's the same with a hospitality business. You've got to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And then when you open the doors, then there's literally people want, want, want into book and a fantastic example of somebody that i don't know if you follow him or not he's based in dublin uh, you've got the charville lodge white moose hotel uh, it's white smooth cafe paul stenson have you ever heard of this fella no he is a hospitality legend he's very marmite um he is the scourge of influencers but he is a phenomenally funny fella and he has got a hotel down there in dublin and he's the prime example of um, somebody very close to home who is very, very good at building up anticipation and somebody to, to, to follow, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, fantastic. Excellent. Great first question. Thank, thank you. you, thank you very much. I think we've got Kara next. 
Um, yeah, Google. How do you best utilize Google business? Getting reviews and things like that. Because I've only got a couple of reviews and I don't really know how to push my guests really to go and do the reviews because they do them on Airbnb and booking.com if I'm getting them through that. But yeah. How, how do you go? About how do we crack Google? It's, 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 it's like yeah. the, 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 the number one question. Well, I think this is great for everybody. And this is great for everybody, whether you have got SA now or looking to get SA or just have a business in, in general. Um, so everybody really should be treating Google as your homepage because Google just has so much real estate when it comes to your brand, your business online. Okay. Now that to, to, what I'll do is I'll answer the question first directly, and then I'll talk about Google as like a, a, an overriding thing. So Google business listing is going to become every single one of you's best friend moving forward. Okay. Now, what do I mean by that? Is that when somebody checks out of your property, and if you've had a booking that's come via booking.com or via Airbnb, etc., what's one of the first things that they do? They send a guest an email saying, how was your stay? Can you please leave a review on booking.com or Airbnb? All right. Now, which is all well and good for booking.com and Airbnb, but what you really want to start doing is you want to be actively asking this question yourself to everybody, like every guest that checks out and you can do it via WhatsApp or your own email, however you want to do it. But what you want to be doing is you want to be sending them a link to your Google business listing page. Now, I know what 99% of you are thinking, well, I haven't got a Google business listing page. Well, you need to be getting it right now. The good news is it's free. It's simple to do. And a lot of you already might have a Google business listing page set up and just don't realize it. The reason why it's important, number one, and again, just you can just nod, you know, or raise your hand or just whatever. But has anybody in the last year navigated on Google Maps to somewhere? And then when you get there or when you leave there, because Google knows everything about you, your phone tells you everything, Google everything they need to know. They ask you how, this, how, how your experience was or how the navigation was. Well, the reason why what they're doing is they're wanting to get more and more and more on reviews on there. Now, you may be thinking, well, Mark, this is all well and good if it's a hotel. This is all well and good if it's a bed and breakfast. But like Kara's has said there, it's for rental properties as, as well. Now, the first thing you need to do, Kara, and for everybody, and for Becca, because you've got quite a few as well, is you want to be creating a Google business listing for every single one of your properties. Now, that may sound like a bit of a ball ache, but it needs to be done. But the most important thing to do is to make sure that you, at the first part, put your property name, whatever that may be, you know, uh, and then in brackets or in or in um, in speech bubbles or whatever you want to call it, you want to put your business brand in. Okay, so what whatever your company is called, and a, a fantastic example of this, um, check out uh, Payments P E Y M A N S. They do a, a real good example of this. Is that if you find any of their properties anywhere around the UK, they've got their their property name first. And then in brackets, they've got the overall business branding name, because this is a this is exactly the sort of play that you know the, the big boys would do. And we're talking big boys as in Hilton, Marriott, you know, Travelodge, you name it, or even you know Booking.com or whatever. They would do this. So what you want to be doing is you want to be have the property name first, 
and then it's your business branding. And if you haven't got a unique name for your properties, when you get them, create one. You can literally call it whatever you want. You know, I've seen some really cool examples just from being in the service accommodation world over the course of the last two years. The first one that springs to mind is that there's a, a company down in, in Wales and their property is branded with Sherlock Holmes stuff. Um, and so that property has got a Sherlock Holmes theme name. There's um, a couple of units that are down by Anfield in, in Liverpool, and they have got Liverpool or Everton themed names. And again, in the property itself, they've got the wall decals, which are Liverpool themed. And again, that's really cool because it's, it's back to branding and, and recognition. So again, you may have a property that's just number one, the high street. And you're thinking, well, it's just number one, the high street. Give it a name, give it an identity, give it a, give it like a, a recognition. Because again, what you'll find is that people will, will talk to you and ask for you and request it by, by name. And again, Google business listing, that's what, what you get to do. So the question is, how, do you, how can you drive more reviews to your Google business listing? Number one, you get to log into your dashboard. Okay, so log onto your dashboard and go to the review section. What Google has done, it's created for you a short link, a pretty link, whatever you wanna call it. And if you share that with your guest, at the point of checkout, then you say, listen, please go and leave a review here. Now, some really cool and free examples. Like all of these tips I'm going to give everybody won't cost you a penny, you know, because at the end of the day, you can take the boy out of Yorkshire, but you can't take Yorkshire out of the boy. So what you can do is you can create what's called a QR code. Now, does anybody just nod your head or shake your head? Does anybody know what a QR code is? Yeah, every single phone now, you can hold your phone up to a QR code and it will take you to the web page, which is really cool. And all you gotta do on a Google search is type in create a QR code. And there are tons of free examples. Oh, hello. Someone's just turning lights on in me. There you go, you can see me better now. Um, so you'll just go create a QR code, okay? And then what you will do is you will, get the QR code that they will give you. And what you will do is you will print that off, laminate it, put it in your property, put it on the door as they're leaving. You know, you can laminate it and stick it on your fridge. You can turn it into a fridge magnet, put it on the door as they're leaving. And you can have the QR code that will take them straight to Google business listing. Now, this is what we did. And this is one of the main reasons why we got into the top three ranking on TripAdvisor. Now, TripAdvisor now in 2021 might not have as much clout as what it did in 2013 and 14. I mean, everybody just sort of think back to 2013. When you were looking to go on holiday anywhere in Europe, the first thing that you all did, we went to look at the TripAdvisor reviews. So this is like, it was big prestige to be top three on TripAdvisor. This is why we had so many direct bookings. What we did is we created tons of QR codes, right? And what we did is we stuck it on the door of the B&B &B rooms. And we also had free holiday cottages as well. We stuck it on the door and on underneath the QR code, we said, um, please, can you go and leave uh, a review of your stay of our business on wherever, wherever we wanted to point the QR code to, it was TripAdvisor at the time. And we incentivized because at the end of the day, you can ask and ask and ask, but you've got to dangle the carrot. So we said that every month we gave away a, a prize draw and we would literally give away, I don't know, Amazon vouchers, we'd send something in the post or something silly like that. But because it was a competition, people love giveaways, people love competitions, okay? And, and the key thing here, 
really key thing here is we're not saying please go and leave a five-star review because that's a no-no you'll you'll literally you'll get chucked out of town if you do that just say go and leave an honest review okay just go and leave an honest review on google the qr code they will scan it and it's it's a lot easier now than what it was in 2013 to scan a qr code believe me so they'll go and leave a review there and then because the, the main thing to realize is that when somebody's staying at your property doesn't matter whether it's leisure or business, corporate guests, or someone's on a vacation. It really doesn't matter. When they're in the property, they're in that, you know, you're top of mind, you're fresh of mind. As soon as they get in the car, start the engine and start driving home, the real world kicks in. They're starting to think about the dog, they're starting to think about work, they're starting to think about bills and all the things. So if you were to ask a question 24 or 48 hours or even 12 hours after they've left your property for a review, you're literally going to be like this. Yep, yeah, nice one. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. But if you've got it constantly in and around your property as they're leaving the door, as they're in the kitchen or whatever, then they're more likely to do it and they're more likely to take action. And again, if, if you can start to get reviews on your Google business listing, and I can't stress this enough, your Google business list, and if you can get like 10, 15, 20 reviews, then you are going to be ahead of 90% of the other local businesses in the area. Now, you may be thinking, well, that's all well and good, Mark, but how many people are actually going to find me on that Google business map? You'd be amazed. If anybody has got a Google business listing, just go into your dashboard, go into your insights, and you will see the amounts of times every single month your business is, is coming up on there. It is ridiculous. I never, I never realized how powerful this was until I really started to dig into the stats. You're talking thousands, thousands upon thousands of times your business is coming up. Now, I said that I would finish on this little Google section talking about the importance of Google being your homepage. And, and this is, is really key, is that the amount of times that somebody will Google your business name and your property name is really underrated. I don't think we realize it as much. When you sign a contract with Booking.com, with Expedia, and with Airbnb, they all ask you, have you agreed to T's and C's? Now, nod your head how many of you have actually read those T's and C's or shake your head? No one's read them. Who reads T's and C's nowadays? It's 2021. So what they put in those T's and C's in very fine print is that when you sign up to booking.com, you give us permission to use your business brand name in any advertising on what we do. This is important. Google and the Expedia group are one of the top 10 spenders in the world on Google ad spend. Now, if you think about it, you include in that Amazon, you include in that all the big companies, they spend billions. And one of the main things that they do is they bid on your brand name when somebody searches your property name or your business name on Google. Now, you again, you may be thinking, Mark, well, how many times are actually people going to search this? Well, you'd be really, 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 um, what's the word? Underwhelmed, overrated? Un I don't know. But basically, it happens a lot because if you think about it, somebody goes goes back after staying at your property. Somebody in the office, or if, you know, a lot of people deal with contractors, especially in the SA world. They'll they'll say, okay, so who who do I talk to? And again, they'll Google your business name. Now you and everybody naively thinks, well, if they're going to Google my business name, I will come at that top search on Google. Wrong. Guess what happens? If you actually run a Google search, and I mean properly run a Google search, do it in private mode. So when I say private mode, you all know what I mean. Nod, shake. 
Okay, so private mode is when you want to run a search on Google that you don't want your wife to find out what you're searching for on Google, basically. It's in the top left-hand corner where you've got, um, where it says Chrome, I use Chrome. You basically go next to it in file and it says new incognito window. On Safari, I think it's even called private mode. Now, the reason why you wanna run this is that you don't want there to be any cookies. Now, does everybody know what cookies means? Yes, no, maybe, yeah. So every time you run a search on Google, Google will track your cookies. Now, the reason why you wanna do it in private mode is because it will treat you like you've never run a search before, okay? Now, you can literally go and run this search. Now, go and um, run a search for the White Lodge Hotel in Filey, just as an example. I know it's a hotel, but bear with me. Now, when you run that search, You've got Booking.com, you've got Expedia, TripAdvisor, Airbnb. Everybody's in on it. Everybody wants to be because they're paying. The actual website sits five, six, seven searches down below because Google are giving more and more businesses more and more ad spots, all right? So the most important thing that every single one of you should do, and it's really important that you do this, is that you bid on your brand name, your business name with Google Ads. Now, I did say that every single tactic that I give you will be free, but this is the one thing that I will ask you to pay for. But the good news is, is it will cost you pennies because it's a very, very, very unique Google search. And again, if I ask you to spend any money, it's going to be very, very little because I'm a Yorkshireman and I'm stingy. All right. So remember that. So what you're going to do, and again, I can't explain this in the 15, 20 minutes that we've got left. So all you need to do, I've, I've actually recorded a free video on YouTube and you can go and watch it. Just type in on a YouTube search, Boostly Bid On Brand. Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y, Bid On Brand. And it shows you start to finish how to set it up. I show you it, me creating it for a client. And it's, it's, it's really simple to do. Anybody can do it. Just watch it step by step. But it's so important because what you will do with that, when somebody types in your business name or your brand name or whatever it may be, you will come above booking.com. You will come above Expedia and everybody. So we're going to click on your website. Okay. And again, if you get tons of good reviews, you get tons of reviews on your Google business listing, you will appear in the map pack as well. So you're boxing off two spots here. All right. And then your website will show. Now, the most important thing that what everybody needs to be doing, because I'm talking about direct bookings, you know, I'm, I'm all about direct bookings. What every single one of you needs to do, whether you are already got your essay properties or you're thinking about getting your essay properties, we have to, as a group, educate our guests on the benefits of Booking Direct because Booking.com, Airbnb, Expedia, I mean, Sharon's a marketer. You know what marketers do. We, they have spent millions upon millions portraying the message that when you book via there, where you book via them, you get the best rates, you get the best incentives, and you've got the best cancellation policy. I did a, a, a news piece with, with the BBC where we went and we, uh, me and the reporter, we interviewed the public on Scarborough Beach. We interviewed 10 people and we said, when was the, when your last time you booked your holiday, who did you book it with to come and stay in Scarborough? And like 89% of them, it's like eight out of 10 of them, maybe nine out of 10 of them said booking.com or Airbnb or, or Expedia or whatever. And we asked them why. And again, they came back to the same old, or you get a better cancellation policy, or you get better price. X, Y, Z. It's nonsense. It's bullshit. It's just really good marketing. So what we have to do, what you have to do, and this is why I'm I'm appearing in this room right now. So the reason why I'm doing this is the reason why I show up every day and give free advice is that I've got a goal. My goal is because I'm, I'm, 
I'm annoyed at booking.com and Airbnb and all of that. I have been since I started doing this and how much commission they take. So my goal is to get them to reduce their commission costs. I want them to reduce their commission costs, give us more power and give us more data. Now, if I had to stand on my plinth and just shout from the Granary Facebook page about why people should book direct, no one's going to pay attention. But if I can get 1 million people, 1 million hosts all over the world to start talking about book direct and to get them to educate their guests, then we've got a chance. All right. And I'm, I'm, I'm four years into this mission. I've got another 20, 21 years to go. So I'm determined to get there. But you have to start doing it. So on your website, let's bring it back to the website. On your website, on Cara's website, Becca's website, anybody that's got a current S rent to SA set up right now, on the homepage of your website, and every Boostly website does this, we talk about the benefits of booking direct. Okay. The first thing that all of you can do, and it's super, super simple, you don't even need to amend your website to do this, go on to your OTA. So if you've got booking.com, if you've got Airbnb, whoever you've got set up, here's what I want for you to do. So say that your check-in time is 1 p.m., okay? So your check-in time is 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. Let's just say 3 p.m. Your check-in time is 3 p.m. I think that's when guests can arrive in your property. Keep your check-in time as 3 p.m. because I don't want to I don't annoy your cleaning staff, all right? But what you're going to do is you're going to go onto Airbnb, you're going to go onto booking.com and Expedia, and you're going to change your check-in time to 5 o'clock, Okay, so three o'clock is your check-in time. Five o'clock is the check-in time on the OTAs. So it's two hours later. Now, I don't care who your PMS is. Okay, so you could have Beds24, Free to Book, Zivu, um, whoever it may be, right? There's tons of them. But every single PMS gives you an automated email that will go out directly as alongside the booking.com or the Airbnb email as well, Okay. And in that email, a lot of the times it just says, dear, dear Vito, thank you so much for your booking. Just to confirm you're checking in on the 1st of June, you're staying for seven nights. The price is this, but you've got the chance to amend it. So what I do is this, and this is one of the main reasons how we were converting OTA bookings into direct bookings without having to do nearly any work. Okay. So this is where the ears prick up because this is where you start saving 15, 20, 25% in commission costs. So what we did in the email that goes out, the automated email, is that it would go and say, Dear Vito, thank you so much for your booking at the Granary. Uh, just to confirm, your checking date is the 1st of June. You're checking out on the 7th. Very important, please read our check-in information and guess what it says. So if you have booked your stay with us directly, i.e. email, website, phone call, your check-in time is 3 p.m. If you have booked with us via a third party, i.e. name and shame, booking.com, Airbnb, your checking time is 5 p.m. Now, psychologically, what does that do to the guest? They're going, hang on a second. I want to check in at 3 p.m. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're going on a vacation, holiday, business, whatever. At the end of the day, you don't want to feel like you're being penalized. So what happens is the next step is really important. They say, if you've got any questions about your stay, uh, feel free to give us a call directly or, or message us back. All right. Now, what happens is this, and it doesn't happen every time, but anybody who's watched Anchorman, 60% of the time, it works every time. So what happens is, is that the guest sees that and they will give you a call and they will call me up and go, Mark, um, I want to do that earlier checking time. How do I do it? And all you've got to do is just say, absolutely no problem, Vito. Just can you confirm to me your email address? 
Because again, if anybody has ever had a booking from booking.com, do they give you the real email address? Yes or no? No, Kara's not shaking her head. Absolutely. Don't give you the real email address. And then I say, can you just please confirm to me your billing details? And then that's it. That's all you need. You just say to the guest, all I need for you to do, uh, Mr. Guest, please cancel down your booking on, on booking.com. And then what I'll do is I'll just send you a confirmation and you're all sorted. And again, they do it like that. And so many times, so many times they don't even want a saving on the money. All they want is the better incentives. Again, I think so many people get bogged down with the money. They're saying, well, if I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to have to knock 10% off. You don't. A lot of the times it's not the money. A lot of the times it's the incentives. So on your website, you will put early check-in time. You can even maybe, if you want to get cheeky, do free Wi-Fi and do what they do in, you know, Premier Inn and Travelodge when they actually charge you for the Wi-Fi. And you're like, geez, I've got to pay for it. So you can do free Wi-Fi when you book direct. You could also do maybe later checkout. Totally up to you, but you offer these incentives. And again, at the end of the day, success leaves clues. You could ask anybody who's, who's watched any Tony Robbins documentary and they say success leaves clues, right? So all you've got to do in this game and this is all I've spent my whole career doing. It's like a magpie. I go and I see what the Hiltons, the Marriott's, the Booking.coms, the, the Airbnbs of the world are doing. And I steal little, little bits and I just put it in to what I'm doing, what I'm teaching, what I'm talking about. And again, if you go now and try and make a booking with the Hilton, with the Marriott, with the Premier Inn, go and look on their website. Go and look at the benefits you get when you book direct. And we just got to start doing that. All right. So number one, do it on your website. Number two, to talk about it on your social media. And again, you just got to go and look at some of the SA operators who are doing this really well. Um, True Stays on Instagram talks about it all the time. Um, just, just, just one of the examples that I can talk about. But you've got to start talking about it. If you aren't going to talk about the benefits of Booking Direct, why should I pick up the phone call and give you a call? All right, which is which is really important. So. That was like a Google question. Thank you, Cara, that has evolved into a, a, a book direct rant, but I hope that it has definitely helped. Now, for the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, does anybody have any other questions that you'd like to ask? I can see you all making notes. Does, does that help? Kevin, do you want to jump in so I can have some water, please? Yeah, of course. So just so you know, guys, Scotty's waiting to join the room. I don't know how long he's been waiting, but... He can wait. <laughs> so uh, just so you know, guys, I've just put the, the Google My Business instructions sheet into the Mastermind Facebook group. So I've literally just posted that in there for anyone that needs that. You just follow through the steps in order to list your properties on Google. And as Mark says, and as a reminder, you should be listing all of your properties individually onto Google. So you've got a, a cheat sheet in there to follow in order to get that done. It's never been more important than now to have that done, guys. So hand, hands up then, who has got another question for Mark? Um, there might only be one more question. <laughs> so Becca and Claire, they've got a question. So over to you guys. I feel under pressure now to ask a good question. Now you've said that it might be the last one. Um, Firstly, I just want to say thank you to Mark for all the content that you're putting out there. I mean, we've been following the, the Boosty stuff and been the, on the uh, hospitality community on Facebook for a while. And it's it's absolutely class, the stuff you're putting out there. So thank you for that. Ah, oh, shucks. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> um, yeah, our question was about email marketing. So we, we're kind of growing our email list all the time. And 
just wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on how often to reach out to our email kind of database and to, to get that kind of sweet spot between making sure we're staying top of mind, but not being a pain in the ass. Yeah. That's an awesome question. So are you using MailChimp? Yes. Yes. So one of the first things that I would do 100% would be go and use the tag feature on MailChimp. Have you ever delved into this tagging on Malarkey? So when you just go run a, a YouTube search for how to tag on MailChimp, it's really effective. And, you know, I can see Sharon here who is, who is like, right, Infusionsoft is literally tag central over there because the, the, the way that MailChimp works is it's, it's, it's like a, it's like, I always say it's like a video game when you start with email marketing. Level one is when you've got to be scrappy with the tools that you've got. And that's where MailChimp comes in. And as you go up the game and, you know, you've got more revenue because Infusionsoft can set you back like 200 pounds a month. Like active campaign starts at like 80 pound a month where MailChimp is just free. And I love a good free tool, but you get tags, which is awesome. All right. So what I would be looking to do is delve into MailChimp and, you know, they have sort of changed it around a little bit. It's either free or it's like $9.99 a month, but still return of investment, email marketing out of all the forms of, of, of marketing that there is and that there will be. And, you know, you can throw in anything from Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse, whatever you want to do, the number one way of marketing will and always will be email because this is the main reason, is that when, when you get an email in your inbox, it is so different to looking at a post on Facebook. It is so different to looking at a video on YouTube because when you look at a post on Facebook, there's so much noise. When you look at a video, there's so much noise because YouTube are going, watch this video, watch this video. Facebook's going, check this out, check this out, check this out. Instagram's doing it, doing it all the same. When they land on your property on booking.com, they are actively saying, well, this is all right, but look at this one. Look at this one. It's like, you know, this is what you could have won. But with email, when you get that email, you've literally got that one-on-one -on -one communication. There's no noise. It's just straight there. And as long as you write a decent email, as long as your email is, 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 is an all right one, then you will get the you will get them reading it and you'll get them looking forward to getting to your next one. And it is the, is the age old question. How many emails is too much? You know, we've got people that I know that send them every day. You've got people that send them once a week. You've got people that send them once a month, but I would be doing it a minimum once a month. The, so many people look at email marketing and they instantly think to their inbox where it's just full of spam, full of, glossy looking emails that have got magazine type things in there and it just goes straight into the spam or even worse you look at black friday when literally every email that you've ever signed up from just jumps out of the out of the pipe you know out of the cupboard and just go hey look at me and just instant unsubscribe now the number one trick with email marketing the number one trick with mailchimp is first and foremost you get all of these templates that they give you so they give you stunning templates to look at, bin all of them off and just go to the basic text. What you want it to look like, and if anybody's ever used MailChimp or if anybody's ever received an email from Progressive, for example, right? When you, if you've ever received an email from Progressive, they're not like they're emailing each, and each of you individually. You know, they haven't got the time for that. They use things that are called tags and they got these things, which is called formula. So the, the, what you've got to achieve with one email 
on MailChimp is you want to make it look like, even though you're sending it to 100 or 200 or 300 or 400 or 1,000 or how many people you've got on your email list, you've got to make it look to the reader that you're writing to them personally, okay? And just because we know this doesn't mean that your guests know this. Now, for, for the vast majority of the time, people won't even have a clue what we're talking about. We're email marketing, Google business list, and end of the day, the people that you're messaging won't care about all of this. But when they sign up to your email list, now more than ever, especially with GDPR and all of the things that have come in to prevent spammy, scummy people, if they're giving you their email, more than ever, they want to hear from you. So the, the worst thing that you could do is not send them an email. Now, I do a lot of email marketing training. I, I, I do at least once every quarter. I show people how to use email. But the problem is, and this is my biggest bugbear, is that the hosts go, yep, 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 great, great, great. And then I speak to them two months later, and it's like, how many emails have you sent? Even though I give them email templates, it's like, how many emails have you sent? It's like, yeah, no, I sent none. And it's like, it's a waste because you've got to stay top of mind. In the first lockdown, I don't want to lockdown free now, but first lockdown, lockdown one, you know, vintage, um, the, the hosts that were top of mind sending emails, the ones that were posting on Facebook regularly, even though they couldn't take guests there and then, when lockdown stopped in July, those are the ones that bounced back first and hard. So to answer your question, how many emails is too many? Just literally test it. It's it literally a case of testing it. If somebody doesn't want to get your emails, they'll unsubscribe but you're never bothered about them anyway. You know what I mean? You only focus on the people that are subscribing. Now, if you've never, ever, ever even looked at email or, or email marketing before, and you know, if, 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 when I'm, if I say MailChimp, you're looking at me like, what's he talking about? Go and sign up to account now. It is free, free to sign up, all right? To create a sign up form, is free. So you can start getting people on your email list, especially Sharon down there. You know, like we're talking about opening a business up in hopefully two months. Get MailChimp, get signed up and just get people on your email list. And then what you can do is you can start sharing the behind the scenes. Now, here's a tip that I do. And it's it's so simple. And again, I think with, with email marketing, everybody thinks that they have to be an expert copywriter and they have to create this this amazing long book of an email to send out to somebody that's going to like get them to go from all of these stages and then got to buy. You don't have to do that. You've got to write an email. You've got to write an email thinking that they're going to be reading it on this, going to be reading it on your phone. All right. That's the main thing that you've got to realize. I think there's a stupid stat that's like 87% of people read their emails on, on the phone. So if you've got a big text, a big email that goes out and it's like loads of text, not going to read that. You literally just need one, two, or, or three lines, four or five lines max. And all it would say, and this is something that I've done for, for ages, and I know I've only got one or two minutes left, but it's what we've done for ages. And it works so many different ways. We would send out an email once a week or even once a month, and we would direct people back to our social media posts that we've done in the week. So it kills two birds with one stone. Because you're getting people to open the email, you're getting people to engage in the email by clicking on it, and then you're sending them to the social media page where they're going to like and share. Because again, we naively think that everybody who follows our page sees all of our posts. It's not. So what I do is that once a month, and again, it's like behind the scenes sort of stuff. You're talking about your property journey, talking about you know the lovely weather in, in, in Northern Ireland that's 
leaking leaks in roofs and all those sort of stuff, right? Talk about Game of Thrones and all that uh, malarkey, all right? You can share behind the scenes stuff in an email and then just have one or two lines and just say, if you want to find out more, click here, send them to your Facebook post or send them to your Instagram or send them to your TikTok or whatever you're doing, all right? But that's what I would literally be, be doing with your email. And you can do that once a month. That email will take you less than 10 minutes to write. And that's how I would get started. And that's what everybody should do because it's free and it'll keep top of mind. And if you say, say that you send it once uh, once a week, for example, so there's four weeks in a month, you would do free emails where there's not any selling at all. And then the last one, what I would look to do would be, because you're on the email list, we've got a special offer where you can get five, 10% off a future stay, or it would be get a bottle of wine on arrival, or just put some sort of incentive in there. All you have to do, come onto our website, make a booking direct, give us a call, quote this email, and we'll put it against your name. So just go for that sort of like 80, 20 split, 80% social, 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 don't sell, don't sell, don't sell. It's, it's the whole Gary V in it. It's like jab, 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 right hook. You know what I mean? If anybody's ever read that book or heard anything that he's ever said before, you know? So again, just adopt that into your email. So that, to round it up, we're one minute over, Scott, I do apologize, but um, that is how I would approach email marketing. That's how I encourage everybody to do it. So there's loads of you to, lots of things for you to get packed off with on there. Okay, so really appreciate the time that you've given us uh, today, Mark. Like I say, anyone want to reach out to Mark specifically, uh, by all means, crack on with that. For those people listening into the podcast episode, Mark, how how should people contact you, get in touch? Uh, I love Instagram, so find me on Instagram. It's Boostly UK everywhere, so B-O-O-S-T-L-Y UK everywhere. Do me a favor, actually, if you could do me one favor, whether you're listening to the audio or even tonight, just um, just take a picture of the screen, take a picture of this lovely screen of the of the Zoom call, take a picture, take a screen grab, upload it to Instagram stories and tag us in, at Boostly UK, I'll share it and I'll love you forever. Um, you can't find me personally on Facebook, because I'm in Facebook jail. I seem to be just always banned from Facebook. I won't go into reasons why. I'm not a naughty boy, I promise. But yeah, just the best thing is Instagram. Find me on there. Or even just go to Kevin's link, booster.co.uk forward slash SAS. You can book a call in with, with me or one of the team and we can have a chat about our future website. So again, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And I shall see you all when I, when I see you all. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.